Hi, everyone. It's Paul Miller, the Free Time Free Spill podcast, and we with an amazing guest. Her name is Christine. She's a podcaster, Toastmasters, founder, founders, district director, and it's going to be great to talk to you. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Paul. Thanks for having me. So, yeah, it's it's been it's been great. We was chatting before, like, like what's going on in on that side of the uh, country? So I'm I'm here again in California, and I'm sure that you've heard we're not we don't follow the rules very well when it comes to COVID. So we're still a little bit in lockdown, but things are starting to loosen up a little bit, and the weather's beautiful. And you know, we're just living life over here. It might be life online, but we're living life. Yeah, yeah it must be yeah. really nice out there, like Hollywood. You got you got so many places like uh, San Francisco. I want to go. I want to go to uh, some places out there, but I never made up my mind and don't know when I'm gonna go. But I do want to go. I've been to New York. I'm in Louisiana. Oh yeah, you know I haven't been to New York yet. I really do want to go to New York. It seems like such an exciting place. I think if you do come to Southern California, you know Hollywood is fun to go visit, but it's not as glamorous and and shiny and new as it might appear. You know. <laughs> on television yeah. i think that you know it, it attracts a lot of interesting kind of people but it's a great place to go and do some people watching and have some good food y'all got los angeles like those palm trees and oh yeah like just watching over the hills and you see the city like, yes is that in hollywood that's in hollywood yep yeah. it is and i feel you know like uh, if you're in Los Angeles, Orange County, up near Santa Barbara, the, the water is very close, so you can always get down to the beach. And the mountains are pretty close, so you can go, you know, you can go surfing in the morning and go skiing in the afternoon if you were really motivated, which is kind of unique to this area, I think. I think we get our strawberries. Sometimes we get strawberries, I think, from California. I'm not sure. Oh, man. There. Yeah, once it's strawberry season, it's so exciting. And it, it, it does, it smells good. If you go by a strawberry field, it smells really good. What got you into podcasting? How long you been doing it? So we started podcasting in February of 2019. I do a podcast called Currently Obsessed with my partner, Danielle Brown. And we talk about everything because we feel like everything is obsessible. We can obsess about everything in life. We started it as a Toastmasters project, actually. We had a project that, uh, you know, asked you to kind of start a podcast and, and record at least 60 minutes of material and then, you know, get some feedback on how that sounded. And we thought, you know, if we're going to do a podcast, we should just do a podcast. We're not going to do kind of a, a dummy episode and then not release it anywhere. And my husband is a, he is a sound engineer. So I have all the professional <laughs> recording equipment here in the house. So we turned our dining room into a recording studio and we just started working out uh, what our podcast would look like and sound like and kind of thought about our branding and what our recording schedule would look like. And we have been releasing episodes ever since our first uh, five episodes dropped on April 1st of 2019. And we just released episode 103. So it's... Wow. <laughs> it every time we think about how many episodes we've released it's pretty incredible you know like they say a lot of people that do podcasts they don't make it past episode 20 so i'm glad to hear that you're like 50 some episodes in i'm in over 100 and you know it's been pretty fascinating i probably have 70 by the end of this week I am, yeah by the end of this month it, it might be close to 80s or 90s right yeah and you know, we, we uh, have a website, which is currently obsessedclub.com. 
and you can catch all of our episodes there, but we're also everywhere podcasts are. So, you know, Spotify, Apple, Google Play. So your process, your process of uh, coming up with podcasts, like what's, what's your whole formula like? Yeah. So typically for, we have three segments in our podcast and the three segments have changed a little bit because of the virus. And so right now we're recording on the phone. So we're, we're doing like distance recording, but when we were live, she would come to my house and every episode we start off just talking about what each of us is obsessed with for the week. And so it could be something like a TV show. It could be music. It could be makeup, you know, beauty products, whatever. And then we move into what we call the meat of the episode, which is the main topic. And that can be anything. We do talk about books a lot. We talk about current events. Uh, We talk about goals. We have talked about funny things like Comic Sans. Is that a real font or is it, you know, (laughs) is it horrible? Um, All kinds of stuff. We're going to release an episode this week about uh, stories from the dentist. And we did that episode on Clubhouse. So that was kind of interesting. I recorded that. And then the final segment originally was we would put obsessed to the taste test. And I would find these like really interesting foods or beverages. And we would try it and we would rate it on a scale of, you know, gross to obsessed. Now that we can't do that, we have shifted to what we call Ask Reddit. And I love Reddit. I'm on Reddit all the time. And there's a subreddit called Ask Reddit, and people can ask these ridiculous questions. They're sometimes ridiculous. They're sometimes very serious questions. But we'll try to pick questions for each other, and we'll ask each other the question. And it's it's been it's been good. It's been a good substitute. Yeah. So you get a lot of people that comment on the on the Reddit. Well, we don't actually we don't post on Reddit. We just use that as a as a format to find a question. Um, I thought about starting a Reddit for our podcast, but we just haven't gotten around to it. And I never use it. Yeah. I I like Reddit. I think that there's a lot of interesting things on there. Um, Of course, like anything that, you know, you can fall down a rabbit hole from the internet, but it's a, it's an interesting platform. Yeah. Yeah. I know they got Pinterest. They got Reddit. They got so many different things like I know Tumblr. Yeah. I know it's a lot of different stuff. And uh, right now, like our social media for the podcast is strictly on Instagram. And then we have our website. So that's all we have. I don't use Twitter. Like I got Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Yeah. And I mean, Twitter, sometimes I go on there, but I don't really get it. I just, I'm like, what do we, I don't understand what we're doing. <laughs> so I just kind of ignore it. So like, Promotion wise, like in the business side, like you talked about the creative and like your husband does the technical, like with with uh with uh editing and stuff. What about like the business side, like when it comes to podcasting? Yeah, so on the business side, it's actually you know, we just kind of do this for fun because we haven't had to we didn't really have to invest a lot of money to do anything with our podcast, right? Uh we do have a Patreon page. Uh we do have like, you know, a few people that donate to us, but it's very minimal amounts. And, um, you know, we've thought about trying to promote and do cross promotion. We've done a little bit where we'll have guests on our show. And what we're hoping is that, you know, we'll pick up people from um, maybe from their listeners or people that are interested in them and that they would start listening to our show. The one thing that has really helped our podcast and the numbers has been my podcast partner, Danielle, 
she's uh have you heard of discord so discord's like a it's a platform where people it's like chat rooms and sure. they're, they're based on interests right and danielle's a writer and so she's in a writing discord and she just started posting on there about you know each episode every week she would post what what our episode was and immediately we saw our numbers go up they just started you know shooting up so we don't have a huge listenership but i would say uh the one thing that I can track is what we see on Apple. That's the one place, but we're all in a lot more places than just on Apple. Okay. And I mean, you know, we're getting like maybe 50 downloads a week, which I mean, it's not huge, but it's more than it was before. So it's kind of our little, it's a little hobby project. And I don't know, we get, sometimes we get embarrassed when we talk about it because <laughs> <laughs> the the idea behind us having the podcast is just that we like to get together and talk about these things. So basically, yeah. we put it into a podcast format. But sometimes people will come up and they'll they'll say something to me about an episode, and I'll be like, "What are you talking about?" And they'll say, "Well, you know, you mentioned it on the podcast," and I'm like, "Oh, the podcast." And I'll think like, "Yeah, that that episode released maybe two or three weeks ago, but we had that conversation six or seven weeks ago." And I don't know how you feel, Paul, but I don't remember every conversation I've had Me with either. my friend. I can just you know? remember like the title. It'd be like yeah. hours of stuff. Exactly. Exactly. And so when I have this, you know, these conversations, sometimes I'm like, oh, God. Yeah, I remember we talked about that. Yeah. yeah. And like with Toastmasters, like what what is the whole thing about Toastmasters? Yeah, so Toastmasters is a public speaking organization. We're all volunteers and we meet in a club environment. So there'll be groups of people that are 15 to 20 people and you're working on your public speaking skills and also your leadership skills. So people come in for all kinds of reasons. They come in because they need to polish their public speaking for work. Or sometimes people come in because they're terrified of public speaking and they feel like they should get over it. Sometimes people just join because they think it sounds interesting and they want to have something to do you know and they want to make friends and it's a it's a nice way to meet like-minded people it's it's an organization where as you're working on these uh, skills you are working at your own pace and you just decide what you're going to do so everything is self-paced you decide you know how much you want to do the amount of effort you want to put into it and you know I've seen I've seen it make a significant difference in a lot of people's lives it's been an interesting organization to be part of how, how can someone join the uh, toastmasters oh my gosh so you can go onto the website for toastmasters international it's toastmasters.org and there's a link at the top to find a club and you can just go into that find a club and it will you can put in your zip code and you can find clubs that are geographically close to you and toastmasters there are clubs all over the world now. So Toastmasters originated here in California in 1924, but now they're all over the world. And there's like 370,000 members and clubs are meeting online now. So you can be in a club in India or you can be at a club in London or in Australia. When you go into that find a club uh, section on the toastmasters.org website, like I said, you can just plug in your geographic area. It will bring up all the clubs that are meeting near you and it'll tell you the day and time. And if they're meeting online, you can get the link that way. But people also find clubs on Meetup. Yeah. So you can use the Meetup 
app and see if there's clubs meeting near you. You can also look on Facebook. A lot of clubs post their information on Facebook. And I mean, you know, it's so interesting because you can have friends now all over the world. I have friends all over the world, you know, and if I was to go anywhere in the world and if I went to a Toastmasters meeting, they would immediately welcome me and I would immediately have, you know, 10 new friends and they would most likely take me to dinner or show me something fun in their town. So if you think of it that way, it's just, it's a whole network of friends that you're basically having. It's, it's fascinating. What about, uh, is it similar to masterminds? I haven't heard of masterminds. What do they do? It's like, you, you like Tony Robbins. Oh, like he has a mastermind group and like other people, like he'll train people and like they'll do masterminds where they educate people and they're a group of people like on like a Facebook group they might start and then they just their team like they're like they, they build this community and like they just help people like in a specific area. Yeah, actually, that does sound really super similar to it. I want there might be a cost differential between what Tony Robbins is doing and what Toastmasters does. So yeah. we always say Toastmasters is very, very affordable. How much? You pay, you pay dues uh, every six months and it's $45. And then your club might have dues. So some clubs have dues. They might be $5, you know, or it could be, I, I actually meet at a once a month dinner club where we meet at different restaurants all over Orange County, but we don't have club dues, but you pay for your dinner. That's awesome. So, yeah, it's pretty fun. And what do y'all teach in these in these meetings in these in these Toastmasters? In the Toastmasters meetings, yeah. So there's three segments to each meeting, and there's an education program in Toastmasters, and that is called Pathways. And through Pathways, you can you, I think there's 11 paths. You can pick different types of projects that you want to work on. So for instance, I'm working on a path called Motivational Strategies. And then I'm also working on a path called visionary communication. And so within those different paths, there's little formal speeches that I have to do. And there's different things that I'm working on. So for instance, one of the projects I'm working on right now is planning an event. And that has to do with like motivating a group of people to come together to plan this event. Because everything in Toastmasters is done in a group environment. So no one does any work by themselves, which is yeah. good because we're all volunteers, right? the so we're working on these projects and you give a speech on that so those are like a formal uh, speech project it's typically five to seven minutes there's another part of the meeting where we work on impromptu speaking that's called table topics and so there might be a theme for the meeting so say the theme for the meeting is birthdays you might get asked a question like you know what was your favorite birthday when you were a child and i would stand up if i got asked that question and i would answer that you know in one to two minutes and you're basically creating a little mini impromptu speech with a beginning middle and an end then there's an evaluation part of the meeting and that's where our speaker hears some formal feedback on their speech and they're given things that they did great there's some ways that they could improve and then one thing i really like is they're given a like a stretch goal here's something that you could do to really challenge yourself if you want to get better and the idea is that the person that gets evaluated feels comfortable enough to come back and do another speech because it's hard to hear evaluation on on your on your speaking sometimes yeah the criticism you know? if it's yeah good, if it's good feedback like yes. but they gotta they gotta be real and to them and you know yep constructive criticism yeah so you learn how to give good evaluation but you also learn how to accept that criticism and, and take it in for what it's worth so and work on it 
and work on it. Yeah. Constantly working, right? And improving. So for the evaluation, do y'all like do a video like of yourself, like talking? Actually, so right now we're just, we're all online, right? We're all here. So we'll be in Zoom and there'll be, you know, 15 or 20 little boxes on the screen. And you're basically just doing what we're doing right now and giving that evaluation feedback. And there are meetings that get recorded and there are meetings that don't. And, you know, it's fine either way. Sometimes people will record themselves and that's fine. I think, I think recording yourself is a really good way to hear yourself and how you sound. How did you feel having to edit your podcast? Because, you know, my, yes, my husband's a sound engineer, but he provides the equipment. I do the editing. Yeah. Yeah. And I know when I had to listen to myself for the first few episodes, I was like, oh man, this is rough. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I mainly like, if it's like a part with like, if we started off and like if we record, like I try to do one good take. Yes. And like I might edit the beginning off if we're if we still got the the pre-talking before the uh, recording and and that was part of the recording and the end like if if the end has something like like part of the uh, the the post um the post talk and like but every time like like if it's a a big pause like I'll try to edit it out but sometimes I don't edit like like because I have a Windows 10 I try mm-hmm. I try to edit like. Like if it's requested or like if it's needed, like if it's a big pause or if it's a big mess up, like I'll try to edit that out. Like, yeah, I do the same thing. So we don't do video. So we are audio only. Yeah. So I'm using audacity and I can find those big pauses pretty quickly. And of course, if there's something that we're like, oh, shoot, we forgot to th- think about this. Let We have to do a little research here. So I'll cut those little sections out. Oh, okay. Yeah, we like our podcast to feel like people are eavesdropping on our conversation a little bit. Yeah, that's how we like it to feel. Like smooth and not too many. Uh, like for it to run smooth. Exactly, and we don't want it to be too scripted. You yeah. know, my podcast partner and I were very organized people, and so we do have a Google Doc for every episode, and we try to have notes in there that we use as we go through the episode. Okay. But we try not to write everything out because we want our conversation to flow. Yeah, to flow. Yeah. Yeah. Do you post every week, once a week, or twice <laughs> a week? We post every week. I can't even believe that we've done that. All this I'm, time, I'm I'm doing that too, but I got a schedule for release. Like I'll batch record, so I can take three months off. <laughs> right? Yeah, we batch record, but we'll do like maybe two to three episodes. So we're usually only two to three weeks ahead. Okay. And um, typically, the episode that goes out that weekend, it does get edited, and uh, the our web page, you know, entry gets done that weekend. So that part is fresh, but. You know, as far as the recording, it could be two to three weeks old. Yeah. Yeah. Any any edits and tips? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it. one thing that we do with guests, we like to prep our guests and tell them we don't talk over each other. So in a conversation, when you are sitting like at a Starbucks or in a restaurant, you know, you, as the conversation is flowing, might just naturally talk over each other. But it's really hard when you're editing if people are talking over each other to find those little bits of silence so that you can edit things out. And there's been a few times where we have had to leave something in that we didn't want to leave in because there just wasn't a spot to edit. 
there wasn't a way to pull it out. So that can be a little bit, a little bit rough. So we like to prep people yeah. when they come on. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. You yeah. got to know their talking styles, like be on the same accord. That's what I, I usually do. Like, like, that's why I do like a pre-call before, like sometimes like I hadn't done that this month, but like sometimes I'll do a pre-call just to get on the same page to see their talking style, their communication style. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a good idea. And you know, when we were live, they, people would come in and they sit down at the dining room table and, you know, there's all the microphones and there's the headphones and it can feel intimidating. And so I would do what you would do. And I would have this pre-talk conversation. And, and once I felt like things were, were relaxed and people's nerves had kind of gone away, I would hit record. Yeah. And then we would start in to the episode. Yeah. Cause like some people, like I work with, like, this is like, he's a good friend. And I had to like educate him about uh, like sometimes it could be long winded or just talking, just like like not ball hogging, but like talking a lot, not letting not letting the other person get a word in. Like, but he he can he he didn't learn he didn't learn about it because I took a communication course uh, and I I was trying to educate him on some things, even enunciation exercises. Oh, that's really good. Yeah, because that is important when you're when you're recording. To think about those things yeah yeah i was That's telling them not to be long-winded <laughs> be yeah. concise be concise <laughs> say say less with more say there more say more with less that's right yeah i like it <laughs> so podcasting so you you do um you say it you release every once a week not two times a week yeah just once a week okay yeah We've thought about maybe doing little teasers, but that just seems like a lot of extra work. <laughs> Y'all do promo liners? <laughs> yeah, we don't do any promos. We've thought about doing those even for Instagram, like pulling out like a little one minute segment and creating a little video that goes with it. And we just, we need an intern is what we need. You know, we, we kind of joke about that. A promo liner can be simple as just like educating people like a Facebook alert like educating them uh, what you got coming up or just talking about your podcast is just promo promo. Yeah. Like, but short, it can be short. It don't have to be like, like a snippet, a snippet of the episode, but you could tell them like what's coming up, like to give them a heads up. That's a good idea actually. And I think if we were to use clubhouse more, I think that we might start doing that. And the clubhouse thing, have you, have you done clubhouse yet? No, I'm new to it. I heard about it like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. It's um, it's an interesting platform. And so we were like, well, let's just try it out and see. And we had three people join in on our talk. They were, you know, all friends. And, you know, the only reason we even could do it was because, you know, it's the app on the phone. It, I just went into clubhouse the same way I would call Danielle normally for the phone, the phone call. And we recorded it. And um, I don't know. I think that that could be a fun little way. Like maybe once a month, we might do a clubhouse episode. Just have some interaction. That's pretty neat. Yeah, it was fun. So what else you got coming up? Like with Toastmasters or podcasting? Ooh, well, let me tell you about Toastmasters. We have, right now we're entering contest season. So people actually enter speech contests. And what happens is, you know, a club will hold a contest and they'll send their winner to an area contest. So the clubs, there's like four, four to five clubs in an area. 
So then those club contestants will compete against each other be four or five people. And that first place winner will go up to the division. And so they'll compete against, you know, five other people from the division and then they go up to the district level. And so they compete. And if you win first place at the district level, a video of your speech is sent to uh, Toastmasters International and they do a quarterfinal. And so they'll take uh, the top, what did they do last year? I think they did the top 14 people into, and they created like a, a semifinal. It's like a championship bracket. Yes, it is exactly like a championship bracket. And let me tell you that if you get onto what we call the world stage, so every year there is a convention. It, I mean, normally it's in person, right? Um, last year was online. <laughs> this year will be online. But, you know, the excitement of getting onto what we call the world stage and you compete against, you know, the top 10 speakers that year, you know, from Toastmasters International, it will change the winner's life. Typically that person can quit their job and they become a paid public speaker and they can go on and teach other people how to do this. I've seen it be, have amazing results, even for people that are on that top 10 stage, but they didn't win, or maybe they came in second or third. We had a a woman in our district. She won maybe four years ago. She won like second or third place. And she went on to be like, you know, she auditioned for a reality show. She did a lot of other things and really helped her, her business. And, you know, it really kind of made a significant change in her life. And so there are people that that's why they're in Toastmasters. They like to compete. And so this is a very exciting season for Toastmasters is when competition season comes up because, you know, we keep thinking like, gosh, the next person to stand on that world stage and win could be in our district. It could be a friend of ours. It could be somebody we know. And uh, two years ago, the conference was in Denver and somebody from our district did make it into that top 10. And he gave one of the most moving speeches I've ever heard about a friend of ours who we, she was a dear Toastmaster. We all loved her and she had had cancer and passed away. And she was also somebody who was like to compete in speech contests. And so he talked about her and how she was an inspiration to him in competing and how he was doing that for her. And it was, he knew that he was taking a chance that this maybe wouldn't be a winning speech, but it was the speech he had to give, yeah. you know, he felt really compelled. So because he didn't win, he can still compete. And he's decided not to compete this year because he doesn't want to do this online. He wants to really have that experience of being in that big room in front of that huge audience and and winning in person. I, I would rather Toastmasters than like a John Maxwell like uh, course. Or like, yeah. Because that's expensive, John Maxwell. Ex- I'm telling you, it's expensive and... You know, one of the things that we talk about is in Toastmasters, it's experiential learning. So you're constantly in your club and you're doing the work, yeah. right? I call it the sandbox of life. This is where you can make all your mistakes because it's not high stakes. I don't want to make a mistake at work in a big meeting in front of the boss. I want to do it in my <laughs> Toastmasters meeting, you know? Yeah. And so you learn how to deal with all those little things that can kind of come up and, you know, trip you up and, I think that like a John Maxwell course, like that's a course and it has an end date. 
And of course, you could probably repeat it. But like Toastmasters, you can just be constantly working. I know people that have been in Toastmasters 40 years. And they are learning something new every time they're in a meeting. Yeah. And that's who I want to be. I want to be that person. That's great. Yeah. I feel but, like you would be that person too, Paul. Yeah. My like you want to keep learning. Yeah. You want to keep learning and growing. And yeah. yeah. How did you make the most of uh, Toastmasters when you joined? How did you make the most out of it? Well, you know, it's interesting because for me, making the most out of it means participating in things outside your club. So there's people that are in a corporate club. It's like a club at their, at their work. And they, every, you know, Wednesday at noon, go into their meeting and they just do their meeting and they, they leave. And that's okay. And they're still getting the benefit of the program. But to me, the benefit is going outside your club and going to workshops or a learning lab or going to a contest going to we every year we host a conference so going to the conference and hearing educational speakers uh you know visiting other clubs getting to know other people that's the benefit and so to me it is just constantly uh seeking out situations we we have one toastmaster she's very inspiring and she always says that one of the things that she was told is to always just say yes if you're asked to do something say yes because it could lead to something you know and if you think about that, all these times somebody will ask you something and you're like, wow, that sounds hard or like something. I don't know why they would ask me, but there's a reason they asked you. So just say yes and find out and see what happens, you know? And yeah. So that's where I think you can get the, the best benefit and, it, you know, to stay active, like be in your club, be volunteering to fill different roles, you know, take a, take a leap of faith and just do it. So you say you think I can be a Toastmaster? Absolutely. I think you would really enjoy it. And I, to me, you seem like somebody who would always want to be learning something for yeah. your whole life. I would love you to know. be a good speaker. Like, what's his name? Les, Les Miles? Yes. They got so many good speakers out there. Like, I know. I know. And, you know, uh, one thing, we have a lot of Toastmasters that have done uh, TEDx talks. Oh, wow. Or, or, you know, we have people that are even wanting to do TED Talks. And if you think about training for a specific event like that, that would be pretty amazing. Yeah, I would love to do that. With all these eyes on me, it might be going live on YouTube. Yes. <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing? That would be so good. Who knows, Paul? Maybe you're going to join Toastmasters and maybe you're going to win that world championship of public speaking. That's a lot of training. It could be you. <laughs> Got to be inspiring, charismatic. Yes. And, you know, one time I was relatively uh, new to going to the big international convention. And I think it was in 2015. The convention was in Las Vegas. And one of the one of the speakers that was on in that final top 10, he'd only been in Toastmasters for maybe five months. Yeah. And he was standing there and he gave a very inspirational speech and he was a great speaker. And so you don't have to be years of training to do this. Wow. Yeah. I'm telling you, you could do it. Wow. Just wow. That's, that's great. He yeah. Just, he just was in Toastmasters for like a couple months, like five months. He was. Yeah. And he, there was a rule. So, you know, when, of course there's always rules for everything, right? He was in a brand new club. So if you are a brand new member in a brand new club, they, they allow you to bend the rules a little bit, but if you're 
if you are joining an existing club as a new member, they have some stipulations that you have to have completed so many speech projects, okay. but it's not very many and you could do those pretty quick. You could be motivated. And what he, what he did after that, you said, you said he uh, went to the, uh, the speaking. Well, yeah, he was on the world stage and he lived in Chicago. And I think that he, he might've been a pastor in his church. I don't, I don't know what might have happened with him just because he's not in our local district, but I bet that he still feels the achievement of that. And I bet that there are still people that call on him to speak because he was, he was on that stage that year. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to uh, get, become a better speaker. Cause I love speaking and like i would i would bring like i'll make sure it's inspiring charismatic and a sense of humor because you mm-hmm. gotta be you gotta be funny too sometimes like yeah make people you laugh <laughs> you definitely you definitely do they remember yes. those those moments yes for sure so what else you have coming up well my district leader uh position i'm district director right now for our district and i will be done on june 30th so I'm contemplating what life will look like without being in district leadership. And I'm, I think it's going to be exciting. I think I'll get to take a nap. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I can start doing some more of that promotional stuff that I would like to do for the podcast and expand that a little bit. Um, but gosh, I mean, it just, it, right now it feels, you know, I work a full-time job and then I do Toastmasters. And so it feels like that's all my time and I, you know, I'm looking forward. It's fun to be in Toastmasters. Don't get me wrong. It's fun to be in that leadership position, but I, I am looking forward to letting someone else take the reins. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it'll be me. <laughs> it could be you. Can't be yes. that fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we love having new people in Toastmasters because, you know, sometimes you can get into a rut of doing things the same way every time. And if you get new people in, they have new ideas and they can see things with a fresh perspective. Yeah. And so definitely, you know, share those ideas. If you join a club and start getting involved in your district, make sure that you do share your ideas because it could lead to something. Yeah. So you want to plug in any links and we'll, we'll wrap up the conversation after. Sure. Yeah. So I would love if people would visit our website, it's currently obsessedclub.com. And then we also have our Instagram. We're currently Obsessed Club on Instagram. We'd love to have you uh, listen. We'd love to have people email us, currently club at gmail.com. And I'd love to hear what people are obsessed with. Have them chime in on things that we are obsessed with because, you know, we're not always right. We try to do it right, but we're not always right. That's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, any new any new episodes coming up? So, like I said, we have our dentist stories episode, and we just did an episode on a book that we love. It's called Fable, which is a, a young adult a young adult novel. But we had an idea for another episode on Wednesday. It's um, recovering gifted kid syndrome. So we feel like we're both overachievers, and as kids you know we wanted to have that a plus and kind of do everything perfectly but now that we're adults we just can't do that (laughs) you know sometimes things have to you have to let it go uh we have a i have a thing where like you know 
I'm one person with two hands. That's it. So I can only do so much. Right. And yeah. so we thought it would be fun to talk about those moments in life when you feel like, dang, I'm just not, I'm not achieving the way that I want to achieve it. And, and the feeling of like, and that's okay. So. So much we can do. We're only human. Exactly. And we only have so much time and it's limited and, you know, we still have family and, you know, other things that we like to work on. And so, so we're just kind of focused on, you know, too many things, I think. Yeah. So you have to let things go sometimes. Yeah. We'll, we'll get it done if we, if we focus on, on that one thing, not multiple things. Like, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. anything you want to share before we, uh, before we wrap up? Well, I just want you to know that this has been amazing. It's been so fun to be talking with you. You too. And I can't wait to see where you go in life with your Toastmasters career. If you have questions, you can always reach out to me. Okay. Yeah, we'd love to uh, talk to you about that. My, my podcast partner is in Toastmasters as well. So we'd love to hear from you about that. Yeah, I'll definitely send you a Facebook uh, request. Yeah, please do. Please do. How did we uh, find each other? Was it a post I posted? Oh, yeah, you told me. You told me. Yeah, it was a post that uh, you posted, but my another friend of mine, Julie, sent sent the link to me. And she said, you should do this. And I said, you know what? I will. And that's how I, that's how I found you. Cool, cool. Yeah. So I, I thank you. For, I thank you for tuning in. I thank, I thank all the guests for tuning in. I thank you, Christine, for helping me present this this podcast episode. Thank you. Thank you. It's been amazing. Yeah, it's great. I learned a lot. I even yeah, took me some too. notes. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I hope I do get into Toastmasters because that's a really great opportunity to better my communication. Yeah. And, you know, you, you're going to meet some amazing people. It'll be really fun. You'll have I'm, friends all over the world. I'll probably be a Toastmasters manager. Like, what's the ranks? Yeah, so you can start off as a club officer, and then you can be working uh, at the district level. You can be an area director. You could be like the district treasurer. You could be the finance manager, or you could go from area director, then to division director. Then we then we start moving into the big leagues with club growth director and program quality director, and then you could be like me, district director. Then I could be the CEO. <laughs> and you could be the CEO. Yeah. And then from there you can move on and you can do like the international level and be on the board. So wow. it's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Pretty wow. fun. They, t- they, they teach you about these things? They do. Yes. Wow. Yeah. There are people that want to talk to you about that, actually. It's like a business. Like It is. It is like a business. And you yeah. get people get paid to be like these board directors and... Uh, no, we don't get paid. Oh. It's all volunteer. Okay. Yeah. But if you think about all of the skills that you learn doing this can directly affect your career because they are applicable to other parts of your life. And it's fun and you, you meet a lot of people. It's, it's, a lot, it's a lot of benefits from it other than Absolutely. money. Absolutely. And, you know, the, the different types of people that you'll meet and the networking that you do um also can really help you out for wow. sure yeah yeah, yeah it's I good can, to I gather with like-minded people well i thank you and we'll we'll definitely catch up and yeah I, i'll be a toastmaster <laughs> I, it's amazing i can't wait to hear that you've paid your dues and joined a club i want to hear all about it <laughs> all right <laughs> okay thank thanks you. paul okay right. okay